Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we are talking with David Hedges, a professional trail runner for Norda and Satisfy, based in Intervale, New Hampshire, preparing for the 2022 UTMB. Before we get started, though, this episode is brought to you by Gnarly Nutrition. Gnarly is a sports nutrition company based here in my hometown of Salt Lake City, Utah. I use their tropical orange-flavored Fuel 2.0 drink mix on workout days and long runs, and I use their chocolate-flavored plant protein powder in my post-run recovery shakes, as well as mixed into my oatmeal at breakfast on most days. If you're interested in trying Gnarly or you're already a customer and you want a good deal for being a single track listener, use code SINGLETRACK20 to get 20% off your next order at checkout on their website. David Hedges, it's great to meet and it's great to have you on the Single Track Podcast. Thanks for having me, Finn. You've had a solid 2021 so far. You had a solid, uh, sorry, I should say you had a solid 2022 so far and you had a solid 2021. And before we dig into all the details around UTMB, I'm curious, does this does this last couple of years feel like the pieces have been starting to come together for you from a training and performance standpoint? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I think that's a really good way of putting it. Um, and also maybe even like a whole holistic life standpoint, you know, how those puzzle pieces fit, but yeah, I had a good year last year kind of doing it my own, like on my own, you know, sort of just reaping the rewards of years of dumb training. And then, I started working again with my uh, coach, um, Alex Nichols, after Bandera, and sort of the rest has been like, I don't know about exponential, but the curve is is continuing. So, yeah. You talked about other parts of your lifestyle coming together, which I think is really cool. And the reason I bring that up is because just looking at Strava and Instagram, it seems like you've spent at least the last two or three months in the French Alps getting ready for this race. So... Can you talk about what went into that decision and uh, why you decided to make that big a level of investment in a race like UTMB? Yeah, I guess just to, to go back, I mean, UTMB is one of the main things that really inspired me to get into the sport back in as a high schooler in Chicago. So I, I really think, like, no hyperbole, I've sort of had this race in the back of my mind for eight years. And um, I wrapped up my undergrad in 2020, COVID, hopped right into my grad program, knew that would be ending this path, you know, in May of 2022. And I was sort of like looking around. Oh, and I got a lead spot to UTMB. So I was looking around and the prospect of living out west again uh, and finding housing mostly was so insane that I kind of just did a quick search here, half the price for rent, way easier to live. I knew I'd have to come out a couple times because I was doing Marathon de Mont Blanc 90K as well. And uh, yeah, so I showed up in June. And what does your day-to-day look like? Are, are you truly living that like classic, you know, runner's lifestyle? Like I just live to train, I, I eat to train, I sleep to train? I mean, pretty much. I, I I'm supposed to be finishing my um, my master's thesis, and I really I really meant to. But um, I mean, yeah, I've been putting in just a lot of hard work, and it's been we've had a historic heat wave, kind of like a heat dome. It just hasn't left, 
And it's one of those things where it's like the recovery time is doubled, I've sort of experienced. So I'm sort of just sitting on the couch a lot when I'm not running. And... I think uh, I heard Jim Walmsley say this in an interview maybe a year or two ago that he partly judges the success of his training based on how many hours of the day he gets to be horizontal, you know, in between training runs. And uh, it sounds like you have that dialed as well. I have it dialed. I kind of, uh, I trap the heat. I mean, the cool, the cold inside my, uh, my little room. And then I just kind of, uh, yeah, it pays dividends for when I come back to my run and just kind of chill. Just taking a look at your Instagram over the past couple of weeks and months, it looks like you've had time to train with some of your fellow competitors at this race. I mean, big names. I've seen you with uh, Tom Evans, Hayden Hawks, Scotty Hawker. Um, can you talk about how you were able to link up with those guys and maybe some of the advice that you've gotten from them uh, in the lead up to this race? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, like I said, I've been in this, um, valley, it's like two valleys over it's in a resort area, like, um, uh, below Val Teens. I've been here since June and, um, it just so happened that that crew sort of independently showed up. Well, Scotty and Hayden, I know are, are connected, but, um, to train in teens at altitude, um, sort of reached out and joined them and then we ended up doing a lot of running last week and then this morning and so yeah we just it's it's great to i mean it's been a kind of a lonely summer not gonna lie so just having some good friends who are also crushers has been awesome um but yeah i think they're all i mean super professional good you know fun too not just like yeah uh, but yeah, I've, I think just their experience boiled down into like we ran the CCC course last week and, um, yeah, it's like, it's indispensable that sort of, uh, not just like getting to see the course, but also having some good dudes who really know every little nook and cranny of the trails. It was funny, like last Friday, uh, Saturday, we were on that end part of like the last three climbs of UTMB. And just doing with Scotty, you know, who's done it a few times. It would be the same time of day, just three weeks removed. Um, and I already had like 120K in my legs from the two days prior. So it was like a perfect tuna. Any, any wisdom that you've gotten from any of those guys in your time training with them that you're taking with you into the race? Um, I mean, maybe... Maybe the biggest thing is that I sort of have uh, rationalized YouTube. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Everyone kind of can do it. But when you're like the amount of respect they have still, um, even after all these attempts and all this experience doing these big races, like was really, yeah, put things into perspective. You got to treat it um, respectfully. So. I will say that that is, I think you hit the nail on the head. One of the biggest trends I'm noticing this summer is just how much reverence American elites have for this race and a, a firm understanding now of what it takes. Like a lot of folks heading over there weeks and months in advance to get ready. And it's cool that, uh, you know, that's been affirmed in your running with them. I do want to also talk a bit about just your 
training philosophy before we get into the nuts and bolts of UTMB. Uh, if anybody takes a look at your Strava, you've put in some absolutely massive weeks, even for an elite athlete. And apparently, uh, you know, historically it's not out of the ordinary for you, but it's impressive nonetheless. Um, have you proven to yourself that when it gets to race day, all of this volume pays off? Like, have you had blocks in recent months and years past where you've put in similar work and you haven't felt burnt on race day? Yes and no. Um, in 2018 probably was the closest I've gotten to this uh, volume, like over the summer. And that, that definitely, I mean, I had good success, but I was sort of, I wasn't as consistent either with training or with, with racing, with performance. And yeah, I was definitely burnt and struggling, um, just kind of like to get through the training block sometimes. And now, I don't know, I'm just a lot stronger. Um, I really don't feel beat up at all. It's crazy. I, I, I can't even, like, I wouldn't be able to. It's just like every run, I'm like super poppy, super fresh, you know, no trouble breathing, nothing. I, I don't even understand it, but uh, I'm happy for it. So, yeah, I think it'll, I think it'll, it'll, I mean, it's worked for the last year, year and a half. So it sounds like from a confidence standpoint, you're feeling great heading into the race. Can you talk a bit about where you think your strengths will be on display in this race? And then maybe also areas of the race where you feel like you'll need to pay more attention and maybe you're working on weaknesses. Yeah. I mean, I've really, really emphasized the vert, the steeps this summer not necessarily for a training adaptation, but just, I don't know, that's what we have and I enjoy it. Um, and I've, I've just, you know, done a lot of good uphill workouts and I'm feeling much, much stronger on the climbs. I've sort of historically always compensated by on the downs for, you know, weakness on the ups. And now I'm sort of pretty confident on the ups too. So now it's kind of just bringing in the flats and uh, not being too beat up like 100K. And... How do you anticipate executing this race? Are, 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 if like we're watching this on race day, are we expecting to see you with the front of the pack for as long as you can hold on? Or are you going to be uh, more conservative early on? How do you anticipate that going? I actually think I'm sort of taking a different release at the moment. Uh, in my visualization, I'm sort of taking a completely different uh, strategy, which is just I want to run with people like chat for as long as humanly possible. Just because the level of perceived exertion is that much is like for me at least way way lower, and you know, uh, you know, just the miles kind of click by, and I don't get into my head. So, just wherever that ends up, you know, top twenty, maybe probably. Mm. Um, for a while, and then maybe I'll switch to music potentially with the le for the last 40k or so because I, I imagine things would be more split up by then. But yeah, I'm sort of thinking about it more of a, a psychological game than uh, like a leg, uh, you know, leg and lung. Last question for you. Um, I think just in general, what you've been able to do the last three months is something that a lot of runners in our sport dream of this opportunity to 
pack your bags, hop across the pond, live in the French Alps, and just totally commit to UTMB. And now that I guess the ride is almost over, if you're looking back, are you somebody that enjoys that tunnel vision for a race and that all-in commitment? Like, could you see yourself doing something similar again for other races, or is this a one-and-done experience? I, I do. I mean, I do... I'm perfectly fine with tunnel vision, at least this point in my life. I'm 24, very few commitments. I'm lucky enough not to be have very many responsibilities. Uh, but I mean, I, I think I don't know if I could have done this summer without throwing in a couple of races, like two races, spread with it, with you know, throughout, and then just meeting up with the guys we were talking about also just i think it's really helpful so i don't think i'd go monk mode again quite as much uh and you'll be you'll probably be psyched oh, i don't know about psyched but um interested to know i'm moving to to intervale to new hampshire in october super cool <laughs> so maybe yeah, a, bit, we- a bit more of a balance yeah you'll have to hit up andrew drummond once you get to the area and, uh, this show is uh, a big fan of the East coast and specifically new England. So that's very exciting. Um, last question I have for you, uh, for all the gear heads out there, what does your kit look like for race day? What do you, what shoes are you running in? Stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. I've had a, I've, uh, I've had a, a run with innovate for, for a long, long time. Uh, well, I've like, you know, many pairs of shoes, but I've, I'm actually switching to Norda for UTMB, um, which, yeah, wow, they're comfy. And then uh, Satisfy Kit, and um, I'm thinking I'll go with the Instinct. It's like a French specialty uh, trail mm. pack. Instinct uh, 7 liter. Okay. Super cool. Yeah, we just spoke with Jason Slarb, who is also running in Norda Shoes, and it's a very interesting brand, and excited to see you you know, how they stake out their claim in the sport. And it's cool that you're running with them. Well, David, it's, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, looking forward to following your race and, uh, yeah, we'll make sure to link to all your social media in the show notes. Is there anything else that you want to leave the audience with before we go? Uh, oh yeah. It just, uh, I think it'll be a, a really fun day to follow along. And yeah, thank you, Finn, uh, for your role in the sport. <laughs> 